Thunderball, Thunderball. So good, they made it twice. Here, I'll be exploring the Bond movie which, quite possibly, has the oddest origin story. My name is Stephen Archibald, and welcome to my movie podcast. Welcome to They Came From Within Cult Movie Reviews The Domino Effect Thunderball 1965 James Bond made his fourth official big screen appearance in Thunderball his most subaquatic adventure in the franchise following the success of his earlier novels Ian Fleming teamed up with Kevin McClory and Jack Whittingham in 1959 to devise a new Bond tale specifically for the cinema. However, with Fleming going ahead and turning Thunderball into a novel in 1961, it ended up in a complicated legal wrangle which left McClory with the film rights to add further information following on from Ian's five-story collection For Your Eyes Only he released Thunderball as the eighth 007 novel. We then flash forward a few years, and with Fleming now deceased, having died one month before the release of Goldfinger, at the age of 56, the producers, Broccoli and Saltzman, approached Kevin McClory to secure the film rights for Thunderball. McClory did, of course, agree, and it's reported that what with McClory having considerable knowledge of scuba diving, his advice was greatly appreciated. The sinister International Terrorist Organization Spectre, an acronym for Special Executive for Counterintelligence, Terrorism, Revenge and Extortion, hijack a NATO Vulcan aircraft and steal a couple of atomic bombs. The US and the UK are subsequently held to ransom and Bond is given the task of foiling the plot before the dreaded deadline is reached. Spectre was dreamt up during the 1959 screen treatment of Thunderball. When it was thought that matters between the West and the Russians might be improving, the decision was made not to feature the Soviet Smirsch organization in any upcoming movie. So, Spectre made its first appearance in an Ian Fleming novel in 1961's Thunderball, along with its nefarious leader, Ernest Stavro Blofeld. And yet, his first big screen appearance, as such, was in the second Bond movie, From Russia With Love. In Fleming's Bond books, Blofeld only pops up in three of them, the other two being on Her Majesty's Secret Service and You Only Live Twice. It's worth mentioning that Ian Fleming gave the fictional Blofeld his own date of birth 
the 28th of May 1908. I wonder what he was trying to tell us. Having introduced us to the wonderful specially equipped Aston Martin DB5 in Goldfinger, the filmmakers went gadget crazy in Thunderball and this is the first 007 movie in which scale and spectacle were expanded considerably. Some would argue that this is where the cinematic James Bond starts becoming a comic book character, dwarfed by high-tech creations and increasingly fantastic plots. Ah well, Sean Connery seems to be in full flow here, and he provides more humorous one-liners than before, which is in sharp contrast to the Bond depicted in the Thunderball novel. In Ian Fleming's Goldfinger novel from 1959, we were given much insight into how 007's mind works. However, it's in the Thunderball book that we see Bond grapple with his awareness of his own mortality, of how his aging body is receiving one grueling challenge after another. The James Bond of the silver screen doesn't really show much gloomy introspection. That is, not until the arrival of the terrific Daniel Craig in 2006, especially in Skyfall and, of course, No Time to Die. With the likes of Judy Christie, Raquel Welsh, and Faye Dunaway linked to it, the part of Domino, the story's main Bond woman, went to the stunning French actress Claudine Auger. Claudine was the first runner-up in the Miss World Beauty Contest of 1958. Despite having her voice dubbed by the German voiceover artist Nicky van der Zyl, a woman who had already dubbed the voices of Ursula Andress, Shirley Eaton and Eunice Gason in previous Bond pictures, Claudine remains rather appealing in her role as the mistress of Spectres No. 2 Emilio Largo. Claudine's movie assignments included parts in such giallo films as Black Belly of the Tarantula and Mario Barva's Twitch of the Death Nerve, aka Reazione a Catena. After a lengthy illness, Claudine Auger passed away in her home city of Paris at the age of 78 on the 18th of December. 2019. Another great beauty who appears in Thunderball is the Italian actress Luciana Paluzzi. Feeling dejected at failing to land the role of Domino, Luciana was pleasantly surprised to be offered the part of the Spectre assassin Fiona Volpe, a character created for the movie by the writer Richard Maybaum, who wrote the screenplay with John Hopkins. Luciana had worked with the director Terence Young and the producer Albert R. Broccoli before. She came over to England to appear in a 1958 war movie, one which was known in the States as Tank Force. Co-written by Terence Young and Richard Maybaum, this film's UK title is 
No Time To Die. Luciana would work with Terence Young again on the 1974 movie The Klansman, starring Lee Marvin. The robust, menacing-looking Italian actor Adolfo Celli landed the role of the villainous Emilio Largo. Celli excelled in bad guy roles. His curriculum vitae includes noteworthy turns in movies such as That Man from Rio from 1964, Von Ryan's Express from 1965, and Mario Barber's Danger Diabolic, which was filmed in 1967. Despite his being multilingual, Celli's voice was often dubbed in his English language roles. Due to his having such a strong Sicilian accent, clearly having a good sense of humour, he sent himself up rotten. As the key villain in the 1967 Italian bond spoof, OK Connery, alongside Daniela Bianchi from From Russia With Love. Adolfo Celli died of a heart attack at the age of 63 in Siena, Tuscany, on the 19th of February, 1986. The beautiful Italian city of Siena features heavily at the start of Quantum of Solace. With its unmistakably masculine title and intensely dramatic musical arrangement, the theme tune to this movie could only be sung by Tom Jones. In fact, Tom sang on two popular movie theme tunes that year, the other being Watch New Pussycat, a Clive Donner film that was written by Woody Allen. The Thunderball theme tune was penned by Don Black, his first assignment on a Bond movie, and with good old John Barry providing the music. Barry's film score for Thunderball is typically sublime. Having appeared in From Russia With Love, as a spirited gypsy girl, the Hammer star Martine Beswick made a welcome return in this picture. She plays Paula Kaplan, an agent who teams up with 007 in Nassau. The deep sea sections of the story, which feature heavily, were said to have been dreamt up by Kevin McClory due to his fascination with the underwater world. When the Thunderball plot was originally being constructed, it went under such working titles as James Bond of the Secret Service, Longitude 78 West, and, believe it or not, Spectre. Thunderball was filmed between the February and May of 1965. It received its world premiere in Tokyo on the 9th of December 1965 and its UK one on the 22nd of December that year. Owning the film rights, Kevin McClory served as producer, with Broccoli and Saltzman being credited as executive producers. Thunderball was distributed by United Artists and allowing for inflation, it is the second most commercially successful Bond movie to date after Skyfall. Eighteen years later, McClory would be instrumental in resurrecting Thunderball as Never Say Never Again. 
I'm Stephen Archibald, and thank you very much for listening to my podcast, They Came From Within, Cult Movie Reviews. In order to help keep me going, please feel free to follow or subscribe. Take care of your good self, and bye-bye for now.